0: What do you value more when it comes to determining GOAT status, statistics or rings? And is LeBron James trying to stat pad his way to GOAT status? We will discuss all this and more on this week's edition of the Out of Bounds Podcast. Let's get it. Almost slipped up there a little bit, but hey, one take Drake in this video. One take Drake. That's all we do. Exactly. One take good, Drake, that's we doing. Everybody, welcome to episode 39 of the Out of podcast. As always, I go by name, Liddell, the name of the Delta Fashion. He's still managing managing director here at True Culture Magazine. And alongside me is the Young Blood, Mr. Noah Austin, aka Third Eye, aka What No Mr. Euro what? step to your girl. And we got a
1: new aka because it's April. Step back to graduation because your boy got the cap and gown. We let's get it. We get into we get into that time, that graduation time. So, yeah, man, you about to hit the
0: pros? You about to hit the pros?
1: I'm <sighs> about to get out of. The, yeah, the G League is almost up. <laughs> G League is almost up.
0: and We about to get to this pro thing called life. So. About to hit that real adult life. And- you guys know we're normally a big three. The big three is not in full effect this week because I got Mr. Radio Donnie, the man in the middle. He's busy prepping for his radio show, but you know he'll be back hopefully next week. So shout out to the man Donnie and all that. But no, my brothers, you said graduation's coming up. How you feeling? Soon about to walk down those steps, turn that tassel, and then the real life is gonna hit. Mm,
1: taxes be- finna hit. That's what. That's what. That's gonna <laughs> hit taxes. And Welcome to the real loans finna hit not. Nah, um I worked hard for it, man. I think I'm just I'm just enjoying it every day. I'm enjoying the rest of college that I got because you only do it once. You know what I'm saying? You only go through your bachelor's, your undergrad once unless you go get your master's doctorate. But you only do it once. And so it's like, you know, even you just try to enjoy it. I'm just trying to enjoy the rest of the time I got with my friends, and you know, we're just gonna rock out until we get there. So that's really what um that's really what I'm focused on. So that's it.
0: Yeah. But um let me ask you this because I remember when I first graduated out of college initially leading up to it, I couldn't wait to get out. I'm like, you know, like you know, it's time. But then I'm you get out this. and then you get out, you're like, oh, fuck. fuck. What do I do? Like, yeah, like uh, like are you ready for that for that moment when it comes? I or feel just, like or do you just already know right oh, you know what I'm done with this? This is what I want to do. I'm good. I feel like I, I did my mm-hmm. time.
1: To make my transition easier, I feel like if you know, job hunt is already started for me. And it's not even April yet, Um, but I feel like if I can line up a job in in my industry for my degree and kind of make that smooth transition into the industry, I don't think I'll probably like be so like, oh my god, this is too, this is too weird. Like if I like if I graduate and I just decide to do nothing, then maybe possibly. But like I said, if that smooth transition to adult Hood is like, okay, I got a job in my, you know, industry, and I can kind of, it's fun and I enjoy it, then, you know, the transition won't be too bad. So, you know, that's yeah. that's kind of how I see it. But, you know, we're going to try.
0: Yeah, hopefully, like, as always, I would say that my hopes here is, whether it's with True Ever Culture or with my new entity, Ground on Productions, more on that coming kind of soon. <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug, shameless, hey, plug. Shameless, plug. Shameless, plug. Shameless, shameless plug, shameless plug, shameless plug, you know. But my goal is always to help, you know, my people have that smooth transition into like adulthood after college. So I would love to hopefully do my part. But you know what? You guys out there in YouTube land, you guys can help me do my part for my young blood, no, Austin. By liking this video, sharing this video, subscribe to the channel, put everybody on. Because likes on YouTube is like food and water. You cannot survive without it. So, we got to do our part to like maintain ourselves into the YouTube algorithm. That way, we could get that ad money, you know, and we could know, splurge a little bit. So, that's the plan. But speaking of money and all that, let's get into it. <laughs> Look at that transition. <laughs> Biggest surprises from the NFL all season, man. Like, we missed, we skipped last week, ladies and gentlemen. The reason for that, because for episode 38, with, which was heavily focused on Calvin Ridley suspension, early news in regards to the NFL free agency. Tom Brady announced his unretirement later on that day. So that just let me know that. You know what? The weeks to come is going to be none but big news. We see big trades, superstar Pro Bowl players move from one organization to the next. The dude signing massive contracts. The media is all up in a frenzy. And also, it's been a busy week. Busy past weekend NFL free agency and trades during the all season almost kind of rivaling the NBA. You know, mm. you know, people always used to say that when it comes down to the NFL, that players they normally stick to the, like their teams because mm. you know most most of the time like the franchise like they'll either tender their players, put the franchise tag on them, resign them, re the contracts. But man, we see Russell Wilson get traded. We see Devontae Adams get traded. You see Matt Ryan get traded. I think, I think Deshaun Watson get traded and get a bag. There's been a lot going on, man. So what was been like the biggest surprise for you so far this all season?
1: I think it makes it more exciting. I think when you see like when you see these superstars kind of change uniforms and you know go to a different team with a different scheme so they can build around them. I think it I think it I personally think it's fun. I think it's kind of boring to get drafted and you stay. I think it's just because I'm i I'm a younger fan, but it's like, you know, to stay on one team the whole time, whether it's good or bad or whatever. I, I don't know. I I like to shake. I like to see it shaking up a little bit. I think the biggest the biggest surprise to me was the trade of Matt Ryan, and then the signing of Marcus Mariota to the Atlanta Falcons. I think that it surprised me one because I knew they were gonna get rid of Matt Ryan. I just didn't are, you know happy, are you happy
0: about it? Because you've been very yeah, like, on the show.
1: I, like I said, I'm not a Falcons fan. I just live in Atlanta, so I'm a Falcons <laughs> fan just by, just by the default that I'm in Atlanta. But over the years, I feel like now that Matt Ryan's gone, I feel like it wasn't all his fault, but he did have some blame for things that have happened. But it wasn't entirely his fault. And I think it's just like, I just think... He just didn't fit. He didn't fit the system they were trying to make. And, you know, you're seeing the NFL now when it comes to quarterbacks. I was saying this like a year or two ago. A lot of quarterbacks are starting to run now. You know, even pocket passing court. Like, Justin Herbert can run. Tom Brady can run when he needs to run. Like, Josh Allen. Like, there's quarterbacks, not just black quarterbacks anymore. White quarterbacks are also learning that, like, these defensive ends have gotten lean Josh, like these diff- these defensive ends have gotten leaner and faster, and they can they can beat a guard or a tackle pretty easy easier than they used to. So you're gonna have to run, and I think Matt Ryan's thing was, I just think he just didn't fit the system they were trying to build. I mean, he had his opportunity in the in the Super Bowl like a couple years ago. Offensive play call just didn't work in his favor, and you know it is what it is. But. um I think his time is up. I, I I just think I just think he plateaued in Atlanta and he hit his peak and his peak was the Super Bowl and when you when you choke on the biggest stage, I'll, it's it's hard for a city to kind of forget that. So I think I think he just plateaued after that. So I think I think it's good for him that he you know he got traded and the Falcons can start over. Do I think Marcus Mariota is that guy?
0: No, <laughs> but. Oh, y'all definitely yeah. building now. And I wonder how Hayden hurt not Hayden Hurst, Um Kyle Pitts feels about cause I remember he had a tweet a few days ago talking about <sighs> like, you know, it's go days. like things gonna get spooky in Atlanta real soon. You know, like because everybody was thinking that Deshaun Watson was coming to Atlanta. You know, it seemed like every day was lining up and then boom, you trade Matt Ryan, then you get back Marcus Mariota, who's a lesser quarterback, yeah. He's more mobile, but but see, he doesn't the, have the pedigree that Matt Ryan has. Here's the thing if
1: I'm the Falcons, right? Okay, I'm not a GM, but let's hypothetically we have all the sports conspiracy theorists out there, cool, whatever. I looked at the mock drafts. They said that the Falcons have the eighth pick in the draft. They said they're gonna pick this a oh, wide receiver. I forgot his name, wide receiver from Ohio State. Don't know why we're picking receivers. Calvin really left for a season, cool. Jarvis Landry's still free agent. You have Kyle Pitts.
0: Do you get? I mean, him? he might go back to Cleveland.
1: They've released him. Why would he go back to a team that released him?
0: Because now they got Deshaun Watson. We are gonna talk about that in a few.
1: We'll talk about that in a few. But I feel like you can get a. You, they could have got a better receiver during free agency, or you can get a free. You can get a better receiver later in the draft. I think personally, they should get the quarterback from Liberty. I I always forget his name.
0: Malik Willis.
1: Malik Willis, I feel like the Falcons should definitely get a mobile quarterback, especially with the weapons that they have in Kyle Pitts and, you know, whenever Calvin Ridley decides to come back after the season. I think having a more mobile quarterback after years of a kind of standstill pocket quarterback would definitely help. So I would want them to get Malik Willis. Will they get Malik Willis? It's the Falcons. Atlanta sports team, we don't know. They'll probably just get a defensive end for no reason just because just because they can and everyone's going to be upset about it but I, mean, I would
0: they could use that though
1: but what's more important what's like i feel like a quarterback is like the point guard on the football team like if you don't have a strong point guard or if you don't have a strong quarterback it's kind of just like what do you if i don't know i feel like i feel like that spot has to be filled with something that's going to perform
0: you can't okay. just have but if you think about it, though, you could get far with a sub or mediocre quarterback. Look at San Francisco. They got to NFC Championship game with Jimmy Garoppolo. No disrespect. he had no. weapons. Yeah. yeah. And, and no a dis- line. Yeah. And no disrespect to Jimmy, you know, because like he's a pretty good quarterback. He's like a mid-tier quarterback, in my opinion. But um, when you look at Atlanta, they got Kyle Pitts, who's a star, mm-hmm. Pro Bowl-level tight end. Um. You got, yo, yeah, I can't be about to say these names. Russell Gage Jr. <laughs> you got, you got that dude. His last name starts with a Z. Is that you? I don't know.
1: Yeah, don't even butcher. it. going. Yeah, to I to try to butcher.
0: It. I would say Calvin Ridley, but my, my man got suspended over a stimmy, so he's out the picture. He said over a stimmy. Yeah, fits on it. Overstimmy,
1: Los nah. over over Oh yeah, he did. They went seven and ten last year. But, um, uh, they have. Oh, his last name is. I'm not even gonna mess up, buddy's <laughs> name, <laughs> but his I know like name. His name is D
0: A C C son.
1: Ola Ola Mad Ola Mid. I'm not. I'm I'm sorry if I messed up his name, man. What, what's
0: his jersey number? I don't
1: even think they got his jersey number on here. 17.
0: Yeah, that's what I
1: thought. Shout out to number 17. On line wow, you're wildish. <laughs> um, we gotta do better because i his mean, most likely an African name. I'm so, he's only five eight. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but
0: um, you remember I, I like, know. like in the old SCA football games where they just had like the jersey numbers?
1: Yeah, it's just no, it Austin says 17. 17. <laughs> Pitts, Austin Chamel, um, Frank. Dar- I mean, the Buffalo Bills release,
0: um. Cole Beasley, Beasley. Beasley. yeah, Yeah, but yeah, but he's a little slot receiver, so that ain't really gonna do much.
1: I mean, we have Kyle Pitts, you have they need to draft a
0: receiver, honestly.
1: They do, but they have more, they have a lot of picks though, so like they don't have to use their first pick on a receiver, they don't have to. There's a lot, and the thing is, this draft is filled with receivers, that's the thing.
0: I hear that all the time, but the thing is, if you look at it. Over the past few years, the first-round receivers are the ones that normally come out the gate, and they just soar. Look at Justin Jefferson a few years back. Look what we saw from um, my man um, Jamal Chase last season. Hmm. You know, rookie first-round receivers, they, easy, they just blossom onto the scene.
1: But if you're the Falcons and you're rebuilding and you want to build a team, and you want to make a um, Cooper Cup or you want to make these receivers that come in late in the draft
0: and you want to mold them yeah. to be yeah. a part of your
1: team then you can do that.
0: Yeah, those guys like yeah, but Cooper Cup was not Cooper Cup, you know. He was molded to be yeah, He was Cooper. molded.
1: Exactly. But the if the Falcons
0: are in a rebuilding
1: process, give Malik Willis and then do your scouting and do your due diligence and get these receivers that you're like, yo, this kid has potential. We can mold him to fit our system and then make your own Cooper Cup. Well, because if you're already rebuilding, then it just kind of is what it is at this point.
0: Well, there's still some receivers out there, though. I believe that the Rams are trying to like do something with Robert Woods to try to get trade to the people. Titans. Robert Woods,
1: yeah, on yeah.
0: S- he, right yeah, you didn't know that. No nah, <laughs> nah, bro, because last I checked, I believe I think it was like last night. It said that Sean McVay let's need an organization that worked with Robert Woods to you know get into like a, a good situation where he could uh, succeed.
1: wait said, so- okay, so I think the Rams got Allen Robertson and Robert Woods was traded to the Titans. Yes,
0: cause Julio Jones was released, I they yeah, yeah. They
1: released, yeah. So, Alan Woods with Cooper Cup and OBJ because OBJ is most likely resigning. I don't see OBJ going anywhere. Um, it's wild that Von
0: Miller left to go play in Buffalo. Um, that deal though was crazy six years,
1: six years, 145 million, it, just well, because
0: 32 year old pass rusher,
1: and, it, and the craziest thing is. He had an OK season. It wasn't like he was like leading, sacking. Like he wasn't like he had an OK season. And to me, that's why I saw this. I saw the, when I, saw the uh, when I saw the contract. I was like, "Y'all, y'all sure?" I don't think Khalil Mack got that big of a contract when he signed with the Chargers.
0: Well, Khalil, he was traded. He was
1: traded. He wasn't signed. You're right. He was traded. But, um. Because they're around the same age, but um, but yeah, I mean, that Von Miller trade is is shaky, but um, but yeah, Falcons they definitely have an opportunity, but in Atlanta fashion, I think they're not gonna pick Malik Willis. I think they should, but I don't think they will pick a quarterback. I'm they're not gonna pick a a first or second round quarterback, probably. I could be wrong, but.
0: I'll say this: I don't think that this is a very deep quarterback draft. So it's not really much out there. This is my. Opinion. I think next year's draft class would be much better when it comes down to quarterbacks. This year mostly like a wide. I mean, last year's was a quarterback draft.
1: Last year's was deep in quarterbacks because they had. Uh, Who's in last year's draft? Yeah, Justin Fields. You had. Um,
0: Justin Fields didn't look good last year. I mean, he. Uh, Granted said, "Like no fault of his own, given the system, and yeah, he was set to fail, but he was set up to
1: fail in Chicago." I don't think he was. He wasn't even. Yeah, Justin Fields. Shout out to my guy, Justin Fields, man. You know, we play because you know. What I'm saying, shout out to Justin Fields. But um, but yeah, last year, last year was a quarterback draft. This year, not so much. You have one or two, the quarterback from Pitt. I don't really, I don't really. Not my type of quarterback. Like I said, I think Malik Willis is a quarterback of this pick draft. It? Can you pick it? I think Malik Willis is the quarterback of this draft. Say what you want, but he can read the playbook, read defenses, has a hell of an arm, and he gets everyone out of the pocket. To me, it's a no-brainer. If I'm a team that needs a quarterback, that's your guy. It's kind of not that hard. But NFL teams and, and front office are gonna make it hard because there's politics and whatever. But that's the quarterback of the draft, in my opinion. But will the Falcons take a quarterback? Probably not because they got Marcus Mariota, and they're gonna be in the middle of the season where it's like, Oh, Marcus Mariota isn't blah blah blah. Then we're gonna be back to square one. So, and then I'm gonna just be watching the Chargers. So, because we got Justin Herbert.
0: Let me ask you this before we move on to the Deshaun Watson and talk about Devontae Adams and all that. But Matt Ryan, he's officially out of Atlanta, it's the end of an era. I understand that you're a youngin', so you did not get to see much of Michael Vick. I a the, bit. Yeah, a little bit. But um obviously we have access to the internet, YouTube, and also we can watch like old classic games, highlights, stuff like that. But Matt Ryan, he's statistically, he's at the top where it comes down to like passing yards, touchdowns, wins for a Falcons quarterback. But as I'm saying, you've been very critical of him over the years. But he is, let's be fair, he is the only Atlanta Falcon to win league MVP. Uh-huh. He did that. Does that all-backing make him the greatest Falcon quarterback of all time, or is it still Michael Vick and Yaz? Well, because so, you from out there in Atlanta, like Michael Vick, he is... Michael Vick is to Atlanta where Derek Jeter is to New York.
1: Yeah. So. I think Michael Vick, um, he was that guy. I think you have, you have the people's champ and you got the champion. That's kind of how I see it. I think Michael Vick, and Atlanta will forever be the people's champ or the people's quarterback. But when it comes to who the, you know, the quarterback is, then yeah, it's Matt Ryan. And the thing is, I'm critical of Matt Ryan, but the thing is, like I said, I can't take away what Matt Ryan's done. And I got to give respect for his due. And like, you know, he was still a hell of a quarterback, still a league MVP, took them to the Super Bowl, didn't win. But, you know, he's, like you said, the only Falcon to get league MVP. I think that puts him in a different caliber of. Quarterbacks, especially a Falcons quarterbacks, and so as of recently, I think he's probably one of the best Falcon quarterbacks that they've had, given the fact that you know, again, they, they don't have any rings to show for it, but statistically, he is. So you kind of gotta give them the props where they're due.
0: Agree, well said, but um, yeah, yeah, landing there, but you're a Chargers fan, and you know, your Chargers they got Khalil Mack. Via Trey. Khalil Mack, He's actually have a pretty good season before he got hurt last season with the Bears. But the AFC West has been very busy. Very busy. Devontae Owens now with the Raiders. You know, you got Russell Wilson with the Broncos. Khalil Mack with the Chargers. The Chiefs, you know, all they do is just reload. Do you think that your Chargers... I know I made a joke a few weeks back and said that Chargers still like the third best team in the AFC West. But right now, that was before Devontae Allen went, went to Vegas. So... Where do you stand with the Chargers right now? Do you guys – do you think that you guys have a very good shot at, if not the playoffs, make a, get into the AFC West, winning the AFC West, or are you a bit worried about the rest of the season in your division? I'm Keno worried – I'm
1: worried simply because of our defense. And I think the last two years when I watched the Chargers games, it was always our defense. Our offense could score. It wasn't the fact that we couldn't put up the most points it was that our secondary was lacking when like it came to pressing receivers you know missing coverages and i could literally tell like watching the game their secondary safeties and like one or two corners miscommunication and not really knowing really not what not really knowing the best way to go about it so i think them beefing up their defense and in, in this draft drafting more safeties and corners and beefing up with their defense, I feel like if they beef up their defense enough, I don't think they have nothing to really worry about. Because, again, Justin Herbert's going to get you touchdowns. He's going to score the ball for you. But now the name of the game is, can you not let the other team score as much as you? And that's kind of the situation they've been in for the past two years. Because, like I said, I watched, not last year, but the year before, they played the Chiefs twice, and both times they were leading the Chiefs going into halftime. But when the game ended, they lost by like either a field goal or a touchdown or something. So again, it comes down to their defense.
0: Yeah, all did, did beat them last season though. Either, y'all almost gave the game away. Like yeah, serious. dumb coach, but that's the stuff. Yeah. So
1: it's like their defense, I think the Chargers need to focus on defense, and they did a big they did a good job by getting Khalil Mack. Um him and Joey Bosa is gonna is gonna wreak havoc for AFC West quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, you know, Patrick Mahomes. And Derek Carr, but again, I think it comes down to their secondary. As long as if they get if they can beef up their secondary with some talent, then they got a shot at the NFC West, in my opinion. Because Justin Herbert, like I said, Justin Herbert will score for you. That's not the issue here.
0: Do you think the Chiefs should be worried with all this influx of talent right now in the AFC West?
1: Is they're they're gonna get they're gonna call their bluff? I think that's how I look at it. Because for the longest time, the Chiefs have been like, "Yo, we're the team in the AFC." Blah, blah, blah. Now that it's kind of leveled with talent and they're kind of getting the level playing field, yeah, I would say they should be scared, but they should be—they shouldn't get comfortable. I think that's how I look at it. They shouldn't be comfortable, because like I said, if the Chargers get a defense, to me, in my opinion, they're gonna lead the NFC West. If they get a really good defense and with a combined with a really good offense, they can—they have the ability to lead the, uh, the AFC West. So, I just – I would tell the – I think the Chiefs just shouldn't be comfortable. I don't think they should be scared, but just don't be complacent and comfortable with, you know, being on top for so
0: long. Yeah. And plus the Chiefs, they got Juju Smith-Schuster as well. So, that's a nice little weapon for them. With Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and them boys. Exactly. Miko Harmon, that's going to be a problem. But let's move divisions to AFC North. As you know, I'm a Ravens fan. I'm also a Rams fan. We won the Super Bowl. Shout out to us. But um, I'm a Ravens fan. And um Baltimore, it started up promising. We were the number one seed in the AFC at one point, eight and three, leading the north. Lamar Jackson gets hurt, we lose sixth straight. I'm firm believer that if Lamar was healthy for most of the season, we most likely we make the playoffs. We won at least two out of our last what? Five, six games, the rest is away. But um the AFC North, some teams got better. Some teams got weaker. The Bengals, they re on their O-line. They got some reassurance with Leo Collins, former Dallas Cowboy. So he's going to go over there and play right tackle. I believe they also upgrade at center as well. The Pittsburgh Steelers, Big Ben retired. But Mitchell Trubisky is now slated to be like their new starting quarterback. Ain't nobody really fearful of that. But the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns, got Deshaun Watson. They gave up a lot to get him, and they also re-signed him into a five-year, two hundred thirty million dollar deal. And the NFL media world is going crazy about it. But um, where do you where do you feel about Deshaun Watson with Cleveland? Because originally everybody thought it was going to be Atlanta, like I said, but he ends up in the AFC North. Gets to play Lamar Jackson two times a year. They play head to head a few times in the regular season. Lamar Jackson beat him each time, blown out the Texans. And I'm th- and me, I might be a little biased, but I think it's gonna be the same story with the Cleveland Browns. You no, know? but um, where do you stand on Deshaun Watson? Do you think it's a good fit? And what do you think about his the deal that he got, given all the allegations surrounding him and all that?
1: I think that. I honestly think that the deal of it, the deal itself, two hundred thirty million over five years. I think for someone like he's talented amid the allegations, allegations. You know, not aside. We're not going to negate the fact of what happened, but he is a talented quarterback. Because you were two hundred thirty million and blowing up your whole team for, now, that's another question teams have to ask themselves. And I guess the Browns asked themselves and said, yeah, sure, whatever. You lose Baker Mayfield, you release OBJ. You release Jarvis Landry. The only person you got now is Nick Chubb. So you have a subpar offensive line.
0: Baker is still on the team right now, though.
1: He, I mean, he wants to be traded. He's not playing. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not playing. He's probably gonna be, he's probably gonna get traded either draft night or leading up to draft night.
0: He's overrated anyway, man.
1: I didn't even see the hype, in, but he was just I don't know.
0: But this was, is this is this is my thing with Baker Mayfield because okay. Baker Mayfield to me he's kind of similar to Cam Newton in a sense. Cause remember Kendall in the early days when he was in Carolina, he always needed to do that as like a sore loser, very pouty, moody all the time. You know, especially yeah. when things don't go his way, he got criticized for it. But with Baker Mayfield, even though the NFL media do criticize it to some degree, but not to like the, now nah, they be that, they man. they
1: they they give it to him. They give Baker Mayfield the jokes. Like, but I've seen they they get at him.
0: Yeah, th- yeah, they do. That's why I'm being fair. I'm not saying that they don't, but I'm just saying compared to Cam, and Cam has more accolades, you know, to his credit than this dude. But mm. for some reason, it's all like this excuse, sorry about Baker. Oh, like he's – oh, it's the coach's fault because, you know, he had the whole situation with Hugh Jackson. Oh, it's the offense that he's in. Oh, oh with Odell and his father had to make the tweet, you know, basically how to get his son out of there and basically prove that, hey, like it's not on his son. This man, he's missing his weeds and all that. So it's always it seemed like it's always somebody else's fault would we'll come down to Baker Mayfield.
1: Yeah, that's true. I think I just think Baker Mayfield they didn't they didn't put the accountability on Baker Mayfield. And like you said, they put they started They started <laughs> they started blaming the people and I didn't like how they did it to OBJ and him coming back from an injury and you know how they kind of scapegoated him and that's why I wanted him to win a super bowl so bad because i think it was um i think it was necessary for uh, obj to win to get a win and um and yeah so i think baker mayfield is just he has to, he has to take accountability at some point that he's okay. not a top level quarterback just yet
0: where where do you see him going if he was to get traded? Like, What's a good fit for him? Because the Bears, they got Justin Fields. They got to get him ready. The Bengals got Joe Burrow. The Bills got Josh Allen. Denver got Russ. Brady's coming back for another year in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Kyler's in Arizona. You got Herbert with the Chargers. Mahomes, he ain't going nowhere. The coaches got Matt Ryan. The Cowboys got Dak. Kurt Dolphins Carver. got Tua.
1: Vikings still got Kirk Cousins, correct?
0: Yeah. Eagles I mean, got I mean, Hurts.
1: I feel like Baker could go compete with Kirk Cousins for a starting job. I wouldn't, I mean, yeah, I think he could, if, because Kirk Cousins last season, he didn't, he was, he was okay. I don't think he was spectacular, but he was okay. But I think the Vikings wanted to make it, in, make it interesting this season or this training camp, bring in Baker Mayfield and have a quarterback competition. I think that I think Baker Mayfield could go and compete for Kirk Cousins' top or starting spot. I wouldn't it wouldn't be that far fetched for me in my eyes. So
0: the the only other spot I see for him is New Orleans. They
1: just resigned it, they just extended Jameis Winston. And then they signed Taysom Hill to a four year
0: hundred something million dollar contract. Yeah, but the thing is but the thing with Jameis though is that um he did not finish last season as a starting quarterback. Granted, that was due to injury. And um, he had – he was pretty decent, you know. If you was to, like, average out to 17 games,
1: mm-hmm. they'd probably
0: put, like, over, like, 4,000 yards passing or closer to 3,800 yards, something like that, 20-plus touchdowns. But I see New Orleans and Seattle as the best possible landing spots for him. Yeah,
1: because
0: they need a quarterback.
1: They need an actual – well, I mean, James. I mean, the Saints need an actual quarterback to go off of, and the Seahawks, after trading Russell Wilson, if they don't get anybody in the draft, they have to look at Baker I don't think they have a choice. Yeah. I don't have a choice because you can't go into the season with Geno Smith. No shit. No. No disrespect to Geno Smith, but you need.
0: They they also got Drew Locke, though in the trade back from Russ. <laughs> He is supposed to be like the young QB prospect in Denver.
1: Drew Locke isn't bad, but at least he's a diet baker Mayfield. <laughs>
0: diet That's what
1: it, I mean. It, at that point, it is Drew Locke is just a kind of diet baker Mayfield. Might as well get the real thing at that point.
0: All right, so let me ask you this when it comes to, in regards to Deshaun, then we'll move on to the pick and roll. Would you have given him because, Grant, like you have some women's sports media that like they're lashing out. In regards, especially like Marty Gras, basically saying that the Browns giving him that deal is like a slap in the face to all women. I personally disagree with that. But, you know, that's her. That's her take. She's entitled to her opinions and her thoughts as a woman. So, I digress with that. But if you was a GM, let's say, for instance, you had control of the Cleveland Browns, would you have given Deshaun Watson the deal that he he received? Given everything surrounding his name right now?
1: I think I personally wouldn't. No. Because he hasn't played for, what, a year, two, two, one or two seasons? and has just last year. Just last year? Okay, one season. He hasn't played it in one whole season. Now, he's probably worked out. He probably – but he hasn't been to a training camp. He hasn't been to anything in over a year. And that's a big investment. $230 million over five, six years is a huge investment in a quarterback, especially a quarterback coming off of really serious allegations. So, my thing is – Personally, would I have done the trade like that? No. I think the reason he didn't go to Atlanta was because Cleveland offered him so much money. I think that is the reason why he didn't, because Atlanta most likely didn't want to match or didn't want to invest that much money. Again, a quarterback that hasn't played in a year, hasn't been training camp, hasn't been to practice, and we don't know. We don't like. We don't know is Deshaun Watson going to come back and beat Deshaun Watson like he was in Houston, or? Is he going to be different? So, would I do it personally? No. I think.
0: But, yeah, did he make a mistake? Because is Cleveland a more stable situation than perhaps a young, up-and-coming team like the Atlanta Falcons? No. Is it, I think, like, did he make a mistake chasing the back? Yes.
1: He is chasing the back. I think he did because. No, I'll say,
0: is it a mistake for him to do so?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, but, again, it depends on what he values. If he values chasing the bag, then obviously he made the right decision in his eyes. But if he wants to chase a legacy, championships, or whatever, then you went to a team that's kind of imploding on of, on itself as of right now. Their starting quarterback doesn't want to be there. The receiving core is kind of non-existent now. The only weapon you kind of have now is Nick Chubb at running back with a subpar offensive line. You know, like DeMar so, yeah. Rosen said, there's a difference between a basketball player and a hooper. They got some pretty decent
0: receivers, though. Donovan Peoples Jones, he's pretty decent.
1: I Love mean, him. again, decent.
0: The
1: thing is that and it's not to say that they don't have a receiving core, like the receiving core is decent. But when you lose an OBJ and a Jarvis Landry, that you know, I mean they have a tight, they have the tight end from the Falcons. I forgot his name, Henry, or I forgot Hayden Hurst.
0: Hey, what, wait the
1: Titans, you said he's a tight end for the Cleveland Browns. He came from the Falcons.
0: Hayden Hurst, no. Austin Hooper, yes. Gotcha.
1: So he has Austin Hooper and Nick Chubb right now, so it's not it's not the
0: best situation to win in unless they start drafting receivers. But and they and they got that that beast on defense and Miles Garrett leading that defense. You know, so this talent there. There, there is,
1: but I feel like there were he had more winning potential in Atlanta. I think that's just how I look at. It. Like I said, Calvin really comes back. You get Kyle Pitts. Now they would have got Deshaun Watson. Then with the first overall with the first pick in the uh, the eighth pick in the first round. You can get a receiver. So then um, you got a top receiver with Kyle Pitts. You know, and then you can get a running back later. But I feel like he had more potential in Atlanta than he did in Cleveland than he does in Cleveland.
0: Honestly, I think his best landing spot would have been the Miami Dolphins.
1: I think yeah, that yeah.
0: would have been the best situation. We so. already have Tua, so I think that kind of
1: he, he he's better than Tua. He's better than Tua. He yeah. I mean he is better than Tua, but I don't think we the Dolphins be, are believing in Tua right now. So I
0: don't I don't foresee Tua being in any GOAT conversations or one of like the best QBs in the league, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: well yeah, rookie I feel like you gotta let rookies cook. Yeah, let yeah let them cook. At least give them like
0: well, knows. not rookie. You have to give
1: young young players, especially quarterbacks, a time to get acclimated. You know, I feel like Jordan Love is still a good quarterback, and then Green Bay just let him sit on the sideline.
0: I mean, they gave him opportunity to play. He didn't play too good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so, but um, it's hard to follow a goat like Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? Like Aaron Rodgers, he's definitely one of the goats. So, and speaking of goats. But let's get into the pick and roll. Where we, when the pick and roll, ladies and gentlemen, and those of you that's new to the segment, basically asked a question in regards to like the sport of basketball. If you pick it, that means, okay, you got to pick it apart or you disagree. If you go roll with it, all right, then we're going to let it rock. LeBron James, having a great statistical season, one of the best seasons of his career. No player in NBA history has had a better season at age 37 and older. So, fair play to LeBron there. But the Lakers right now are struggling. They're in ninth place in the Western Conference. So, at the time of this recording, they are in the playing tournament. But everybody seems to marvel at LeBron James' individual greatness, which he is doing a marvelous job. But, um, you know, LeBron James fans, I say that LeBron James has a toxic fan base. And all the basketball people think that Nicki Minaj fan base is toxic, like the Bronx. I don't think there's a fan base more toxic than LeBron's. Now with Beyonce's Beehive, in all honesty, like LeBron has the most toxic fan base in all the professional sports. And they always use, and they always use the argument of stats, like oh, like like this man, he's so durable. He's played like like no player in league history has played at this high level at this age you know, 80s, thirty seven. Michael Jordan, towards the end of his career, he was, he was fighting for championships in, in his mid-30s. You know, the the point, that just came with the wins. LeBron James, like, okay, regardless of what, everybody's, like, going crazy over the dunk that he had Kevin Love. But it's Kevin Love, he was barely in the play, but that's not here nor there. And they did get the dub last night. Shout out to them. But um, seems like everybody always marvel at the statistic would come down to LeBron. Beforehand, I remember when this dude said that when they came back for 3-1 to beat the and nine Warriors, he felt that he was the greatest player of all time at that point. That was off as team success. Now, all of a sudden, now that the Lakers are basically, they're, they're, like, they're underperforming, they're not living up to expectations, even though me, you, and Donnie were all saying to show that we all saw this coming, basically. Yeah. Did we think it would be this bad? No, but we we knew that it wasn't gonna work. So let me ask you, though: Are you picking and rolling on the simple fact that stats is what determines goat stats, like in terms of what makes you great, rather than like team success? Because we're talking stats. LeBron James, he already has that over MJ. He has that over Kobe. Whoever you consider to be the goat. Do you say, do you feel like stats matter more than actual team success, or do you just say, like, look at the numbers? The numbers can't be denied. He's ahead of these two great players, so he has to be up there.
1: I'm gonna pick on this one just because, just briefly, just because I get again when it comes to the GOAT, when it comes to the GOAT conversation, it's a fun conversation to have. Um, it's a real arbitrary conversation to have because we can't have young Mike and young LeBron go head to head unless we're playing 2K. That's the only way we're really gonna see them play like that. But um, to compare, to compare to really get a go to basketball, it's um, you have to have. A, I think we we have to have a criteria. I think everything, your entire career, matters, whether it's your stats, your rings, team success, um, solo success. I feel like all of that matters when it comes to are you the best, the greatest to ever play basketball. And that's what we're that's the question we're asking. And for a long time it was Michael Jordan. You know, the greatest to ever play, who trained who transitioned the game, who changed the game, changed the culture of basketball. Definitely Michael Jordan. And now LeBron James is kind of I think he's 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 trying to get his he's trying to submit his legacy at that, at being the greatest to ever pick up a basketball. And I mean at 37 to average thirty points a game still. And you're putting up a stat line that's that a lot of NBA players have, you know, haven't even put put together. You're still doing that at 37.
0: Yeah, it's impressive, but it's like it, it's like at what cost? Because what's the narrative that we always hear when we come down to LeBron? Oh, he makes his teammates better. That's always been a word, right? He makes mm-hmm. his teammates better. Russell Westbrook is no better now than he was before LeBron. Russell averaged a triple double last season. Now he's averaging like 18, 8, and 8,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? Anthony Davis, once upon a time, was a league MVP candidate during the time with the Pelicans. He had yet to average over 23 points per game as a Laker in three seasons.
1: Yeah. I, but I this mean, man's I mean, supposed to make
0: his teammates better. While his numbers, system. his numbers stay just about the same or gets better, anybody else's numbers, superstar, all-star players, their numbers drastically decrease.
1: I think it's the system that they play in. The system that the Lakers have put together, um, Russell Westbrook normally is a ball-dominant point guard. And when you have LeBron James bringing the ball up the court, you're kind of just like, okay, I can't really do what I normally would do. Even in Washington, he was putting up really crazy numbers with Bradley Beal because he was a primary ball handler. But when LeBron James is primary ball handler and you're a ball-dominant guard, that system is not really going to work in your favor to put up the numbers that you used to put up because you're not really in control of the game like he used to be. So for Russell Westbrook, again, like I touched on it last week or two weeks ago, it's just the system that he's in. Like Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook is still a good, great basketball player. It's just the system that he's in, he's – now that Anthony Davis is injured, he maybe is the second option. The third option may be um, – I don't know who the third option would be. So maybe Russell Westbrook is the second option now. But with yeah, a- ad is out right now so, so with ad in the picture rest of us was the third option he's always used to be in the for the go-to option so like it's 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 the system that he plays with And LeBron he makes people better but as of recently like I said it's a system he creates the system he created the system in Cleveland and once they left they kind of all combusted together because he was the focal point of the system I'm gonna be the ball dominant ball handler and I'm gonna make y'all better cool. But now you take me out of the system, what do y'all have? Well, we don't got a ball-dominant player that can fill these shoes. So, again, I, I I think it's a system. But to answer your question, for the goal, I feel like there has to be a criteria that we go off of. It can't just be rings, and it just can't be stats. It has to be a combination of your career and your contribution just to basketball in general. I think that that's a better – that's a better realistic view of, like, trying to get the GOAT conversation to make sense. Instead of like, oh, because if, if we're going off rings, Bill Russell's a GOAT. He has, what, 11?
0: Yeah, but it was, it was less teams back then, so.
1: I mean, but he still has 11 rings. That so, Like, you can't take rings away. Like,
0: they are what they are. You can't, but at uh, the same time, you play less rounds in the playoffs. There was that three-round format back then. They weren't playing best of sevens. So. But Bill Russell, he's one of the – he's in my top ten all time, though. Based on, like, his contribution to the game, he's a winner. Like, he won in high school, college, and the pros, and the Olympics. So he's won at every level. Yeah. You no. Know, so he's the ultimate winner when it comes down to the sport of basketball. But I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to take a surprise to take. But I'm not going to use LeBron's statistics, though. I'm going to use MJ statistics because people have to understand Michael retired twice. He retired in 93, missed a year and a half. This man was getting like 2,000 plus points a season easily. You missed a year and a half, that's almost close to about what 3,000 points right there. Then he retired in 98 after winning his sixth championship, retired for like two seasons, Come back in 01 02. Cooking, dropping forty plus point games with the Wizards. You know what I mean. So missing those two years, let's say he's like around like, what, what fifteen hundred, two thousand points. He, he would still he'd be neck and neck with LeBron James right now in terms of total points. If you take it consider that he missed about four four and a half years of his basketball career, but people always use like the whole oh LeBron he played seventeen. He's played almost 20 years in the league. He came up he got 18. I mean, because
1: the thing is, is like, when you play, when you play, we start to go back. Well, what if he did? If he did, we can play the what if game, but the fact is, he didn't. The fact is, I mean, it doesn't really matter because it's not part of the argument because we're going based off what we can see. What we can see is LeBron is still playing at 37. He's still playing. LeBron's been playing basketball from the day of near his whole life. He's been in the league since he's 18. He's now 37. And is still an elite player in the league at 37. Not to say Michael Jordan wasn't an elite player, you know, on his decline, but LeBron James is still in his peak. LeBron James hasn't really slowed down yet. So he's still maybe towards the end of his peak, but he's still peaking right now. He hasn't descended yet. And so it's like maybe it's when Bronny gets in the league, maybe at like a season, a couple or two after, but You know, facts are facts, and Michael Jordan, yeah, he retired twice and came back, and he missed these points because of whatever. Yeah, he did. Okay, but we're looking at at what's in front of us. Yeah. We can play the what-if game all the time to kind of make an argument.
0: But let's put things in perspective for MJ, though. He averaged 30 points per game for his career. Mm -hmm. He played 1,072 career games. LeBron James has played about, what, 1,400, and Mm -hmm. MJ has scored 32,292 points in his career in 1,072 games. Now, when you take LeBron James into consideration, LeBron is averaging 30 for the season with 38 and 6, 30.8 rebounds, 6 assists. For his career, he's averaged 27 points per game. LeBron has played 1,364 games. and He has scored... 36,985 points. So he's played about 300 more games than MJ. He has 3,000 more points. So that's why I say it's I'm wrong with it. So a simple fact that I know you can play the, the if and the buzz games if if my if my aunt, auntie had had a you know what he'd be my uncle and all that type yeah. of stuff. But it matters in this case because the points per game averages. You know, the per 36 and all that. Like, basically, like, Jordan's – plus, when he came back at age 38, he averaged 23 points per game. Not too far. You know, like, who knows what LeBron would be like at 38 years old. He's already been suffering from nagging injuries so far this season. You know what I mean? But I think it's a combination of stats and, and um, rings as well. Because we cannot change the narrative where LeBron said, oh, he makes his teammates better. Look what he did with the 2007 Cavs team. He dragged it to the finals. He dragged the 2018 team to the finals, a team that initiated, had D-Wade, K-Love, Isaiah Thomas, D-Rose on the team, and then they all got traded. And he, he had his back-off, George Hill, and J.R. Smith. And he took that team to the finals. And he had, like, Roddy Hood and J- and um Danny Green and those boys. So how do we go from, oh, he could take any team to the finals to now a team with Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, AD, and all these guys, oh, they're in ninth place in the Western Conference. Oh, so is Rob Pelinka's fault for building the roster. But this same man could take any team to the finals. That's what I'm hearing. So what happened? I
1: would say the scoring title. I think LeBron knew that that scoring title to get Kareem to match up with Kareem is is important. I think he knows it was like, I think that's the only difference now. He's tried to submit his legacy in basketball with the scoring title. Um, I think that's pretty heavy on his mind. Not to say the championship mm-hmm. is isn't, but I think it's more on his I mind mean, than winning the, the championship.
0: At the end of the day, LeBron James doesn't win another ring. It's cool. He won a championship with every team that he played for, every organization. He did his part. Most likely, he's going to have a jersey retired in Cleveland, in Miami, and in L.A. So yeah. he did his part from that perspective, you know. So fair play to him. But when it comes down to the gold debate, it's still MJ for me. I know that's just for me. For you
1: for you, for
0: you, for you, it might be Kobe Bryant. So who knows? But
1: Bean, shout out to Bean. Shout you know what I'm saying? Bean. Shout out to Kobe, shout out to Bean. Yeah.
0: Bryant, and shout out to those of y'all that made it towards the end of this ep- episode, the Out of Bounds podcast. We didn't have the big B in full effect, but you know, me, me and the boy Young Blood know awesome. We'll also give it to you, you know what I'm saying? Give you that that content, you know, as only we can provide for you. You know, that's not from a main screen sports media perspective. You know, give you the raw and unfiltered truth as only out of bounds could. So we reached about that time. It's about time for us to plug ourselves on the way up. But before we do, just want to let you guys know that if you enjoyed this week's episode, please hit that like button. Hit that share button. Tell your friends about this, about everything that we're doing here in the Tuck Podcast Networks. Subscribe to the channel. Be part of the Tuck family and stay tuned for further updates in regards to content, shows, podcasts, interviews, and all that good stuff. So with that being said, my brother, Noel, let everybody know where they can find you on social media, what you're working on, all that good stuff. Y'all
1: know what it is. If you don't know, it's, you know, you know all on Everything, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um... I'm just finishing school, man. I've been I've been doing social media detox. So we just we chilling for right now. But um I got some more articles in the works. I got some ideas to to run through Atlanta Streetwear Market April twenty third. Tuck to be in the building. So if you're in Atlanta, you're gonna see me there. We're gonna we gonna do something with them. Um that's really about it. Atlanta Streetwear Market April twenty third, man. Tuck gonna be in the building again for the second year in a row.
0: Let's get it. And then Donnie, he's not here, but, you know, his at Donnie D dot O double N double I E. The dude being mad complicated with his names. And also, you're in the Philadelphia area. You don't have to be in the Philadelphia area, but, you know, you can check out my boy, his radio show. I forgot the name of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, that's why you should have been so you can plug your own shit. But you know, it's a thought that counts, I guess. But uh shout out to Dani, my man, he's doing big things, he's a radio head now. Proud of that guy, he's a true MVP. Love you, brother, and hopefully we'll get you back next week. So you could probably plug your show because I forgot the name and <laughs> it. <go. laughs> My fault, bro. And as for me, Liddell the fashionista. East though. Um also the moderator and culture IG Pay. So if you wanna make any inquiries in regards to like collaborations, sponsorships, advertisements, you know, event coverages, interviews, holler at me in the DMs and we'll we'll get you right. All right. so with that being said, guys, hope that you enjoyed this week's edition of Out the Balance Podcast. Not only are we on YouTube, but also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, Amazon, I forgot the Amazon podcast. Basically you
1: know? everywhere where you get podcasts. Yeah,
0: ev- everywhere except for Apple podcast because he's still playing. But you know, we're available everywhere else.
1: Now we're on Androids and not Apple, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come I on, mean,
0: Apple. I mean, Androids are better anyway. That's sweet.
1: It's because you old. All right, we
0: can get him out of here. Whatever. And yeah, I right. always remember y'all. We love
1: black (laughs) women. We love y'all. We love black women, man.
0: hell, Hydra.